good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever time it is. Glad you're here listening as we're going through Genesis. We are on uh, another little section, a little um, kind of like a little interlude. We've got Abraham and Abimelech. So let's go ahead and dive into it. If you haven't read it yet, go ahead and open up your, your Bible, crack open that book. Check out Genesis chapter 20, verses 1 through 8, and we're going to discuss this uh, this little book, this little uh, story that's going on. So if you have read it, man, we're going to just go ahead and dive in, man, and answer the four questions. So what uh, is going on right now? Well, what we got here is that Abraham is sojourning to another land. He goes down to the Negev, and, uh, and he dwells in this area where there's a king named Abimelech. And um, while he's there, Abraham tells his sister, um, well, I guess it is his sister. I just gave away the story. He tells his wife and he says to say, you are my sister. And uh, well, actually, technically, he tells Abimelech that she says she is my sister. And then Abimelech took her, you know, like, dude, Abraham, what happened last time? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The same thing happened last time. Would you, you want to learn something a little different? But he doesn't. So, uh, yeah, Abimelech took his wife. And then after he took him that night, um, God comes to him in a dream and he says, you in trouble. You finna die. It's like because the wife that you got, it's not yours. She's not your wife. It's She's another man's wife. And so he told God, he was like, man, I, I didn't, he's like, I didn't know. He's like, I did this with integrity in my heart, man. He's like, would you kill a righteous nation? It's like, cause it seems to presume that what is going to happen is God's going to destroy a whole kingdom for the incident that the king did, which on its own, it just talks about the, uh, the representative that as a leader of a people that you represent the people. And so it's kind of like a family. As a leader of the family, you represent the family. And so what you do has a major effect on the people that are around you. And so we should remember that. But, uh, yeah, he's like, would you slay a whole people for that? And he's like, I did this with integrity in my heart. And God's like, I I know you did it with integrity in your heart, man. He's like, uh, matter of fact, I'm the one that kept you from even touching her. Like even being in the um, to to take the sin even further from just um, having her as your wife, but having relations with her as a wife, and so uh, he's like, yeah, I'm I'm the one that kept you from that. It's like so, what you need to do is you need to return her to her husband, and then uh, he's like, the husband's a, a prophet, and he'll pray for you, and you'll be healed, or or you'll live. And so um, he goes and he tells all his people, he's like, hey. Um, He's like, uh, hey, uh, God said that this is happening and this is going down. And so all the people heard it and they were afraid. They feared God. So uh, what do we got here, man? Well, uh, what, what, what can we know about God from this story? First thing we know about God is that sin is against God first and foremost. Because... Uh, the thing is, is that when God talked to Abimelech about his sin, he did not say that he sinned against the man or he sinned against the woman. He said he sinned against God. And so that is important for us to realize is that sin is against God first 
and foremost. This reminds me of David whenever he says that to you alone I have sinned, against you alone have I sinned. When he was speaking of his sin against Bathsheba and against uh, Uriah the Hittite, he said against you alone have I sinned to God. It's because he recognizes that an offense is against God first and foremost. Now, this it's not to say that this sin can't be against another person. It can't be against, uh, because obviously in this case, it is a sin against Sarah and against Abraham. But the primary or the premier or the first offense is against God. I think also we should see God's graciousness, man, because look, God gave the opportunity to Abimelech to, to repent. He gave the opportunity for Abimelech to see what's going on and then respond accurately or appropriately. And for the the sake of uh, Abimelech, he did good. I mean, in the end, we're going to see there's relationships that's going to be that's going to come about between Abraham and Abimelech, and because Abimelech ain't no dummy, he knows that uh, if he is on the side of Abraham, he seems to be getting blessed because. That's what God does. He promised that whoever blesses Abraham will be blessed. Whoever curses Abraham will be cursed. And that's what Abimelech is doing right now. So a curse has come upon him. And so Abimelech ain't no dummy. He, he recognizes that. But God is gracious, man, that he would allow even Abimelech to have the chance to bless Abraham and be blessed. Because he could have just uh, took him down right then. And then return the woman, and then uh, Abraham could have had all the reaped all of the benefits of all of that land. Now that's not the way that God wanted it to happen, but it could have happened that way. But God, being gracious, didn't do that, man. And then finally, we just talked about the the promises and and the curses, and just God again being faithful. This in itself is 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 uh, not such a, st- a story that connects with the um the the whole the whole idea of the story that's coming about about the child being born and stuff but it has major implications if we look because what we see is that Abimelech never touched Sarah God prevented that from happening so there wouldn't be any kind of uh any kind of mishap or misconception about who the child was because this is a promise that God has put down, has laid down, set firm in the foundations, and it will not be removed. And then we we also see that uh, the blessings and the curses. So first we have the child, and then we have the blessing and the curses of the promise that God is faithful to, that people who are still cursing, um, people who are still cursing, Abraham are being cursed, and people who are still blessing Abraham will continue to be blessed. Now, what's this say about man? Well, I think this says about man the fact that uh, what's wrong with us? You know what I mean? Uh, What what are we doing? What are we doing? Because it's like when we think we're doing something good or trying to benefit ourselves, basically taking a shortcut or, or living in fear, is that we are threatening the promise of God if, in fact, you could say it could be threatened because God made a solemn oath. 
and he walked through the paths, the, the pieces, and so it will never be broken. But still, he is trying his best. And the author points that out when he says that God prevented um, Abimelech from touching Sarah. It's like everything they are doing are trying to thwart the promise of God. It's Satan attacking in the lives of those people. And I, I, I mean, really, I don't know if it's super, super duper Satan. I say it's Satan, but I think it's really it's actually Abraham in his own um, in his own weakness, his own sinful flesh is trying to thwart the promises of God. And he's the one that's supposed to receive the promises. You see how ridiculous that is. And I think that's the same way we do in our lives as man, is that we seem to try and thwart the promises of God by fear or doubt or wavering. But second, I also think that uh, I think it's um, uh, another thing a man is that, man, it's it's good that, to know that we all fail sometimes, right? We all fall. Abraham, man, we've just seen so many things happening that uh, uh, so many things happening and he still is is falling. He's still sinning. But we'll talk a little bit more about that in uh, the second part of the story. How can we apply these truths to our lives? Well, first off, take sin seriously. I meant uh, meant to say a little bit earlier about man is that man is responsible for his sin, even when ignorant or unaware or unaware is ignorant, either when ignorant or accident. And we see the, the, the first, the former in the story here is that Abimelech was unaware. He was ignorant of the sin but God still held him responsible for it. And to me, that just brings out the seriousness of sin. And so understanding God and that sin is offensive to him alone in all regards, then we need to take seriously what we are doing with our lives to understand and know the will of the Lord. We read that in Ephesians. It says, know the will of the Lord. So let's do that. Let's let's as we're reading these scriptures and studying and and worshiping and meeting together and talking and meeting with your church and and growing with your small groups. Let us know the will of the Lord, because sin is serious. And then choose Jesus. I say this is because the blessings and the curse. And I think I talked about that uh, in a past episode is that we find that that blessing and that cursing those who bless Abraham are blessed and those who curse Abraham are cursed. It's still found today, but it is found in the seed, the seed of Abraham. And that seed is Jesus. And if we bless Christ, if we bless the Messiah, then we are blessed. And that is blessed with life and eternity. But if we curse the Messiah, if we turn from him and cast him down, then we are cursed. And that is hell and the lake of fire. So choose Jesus today. I appreciate you guys for listening and I will uh, see you in the next episode.